Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nomad Neeks Lifestyle. Thank you so much for joining me once again for another awesome episode of this podcast. So as 2020 nears to an end of this very crazy year and I turned 27 this year, I actually turned 27 in Canada for the first time in I think three years so that was definitely a different birthday experience than I'm used to Um, but I realized that I moved to China when I was 23 now I'm 27 so I spent a good portion of my 20s in China and it's not over yet so (laughs) I will at least be spending another six months here, potentially longer. Who knows what will happen there? But um, I just think it's pretty crazy that, you know, a good chunk of my 20s, all of my mid-20s and some of my early 20s and some of my late 20s will be spent in China, not even at home with my university friends, my other friends, my family. I made a completely different group of friends here who I never would have met otherwise because, well, really none of them are from Canada to begin with. Um, And I started and built my own life for myself in China, which I think is kind of what I always wanted and I just didn't really realize it. So Today, I'm going to talk about some things that living in China for a big majority of my 20s has taught me and just talk about um, the lessons that I've learned from spending, you know, a good chunk of my 20s in China. So let's get right into it. So I think to preface the reason that I really left Canada and why I was seeking something else is because I didn't want the quote-unquote normal life that you get back home and I was actually just like 10 minutes ago listening to a podcast and they were saying the exact same thing it was with Riley Bennett of living that life if you you know know all the kind of digital nomad influencers he's a pretty big one so I was listening to a podcast that he had with Fearless and Far was his guest who is also Canadian and Fearless and Far I think his name's Mike was just talking about how he felt kind of the same thing that I was feeling he knew he didn't want to stay in his small town from Canada and he kind of felt when he was working in Canada that he was trapped because all of the people that he was surrounded by were people who were doing exactly what he did not want for his life. But then he went on to say that, you know, you're not going to find the people that you want to find, the people who move halfway across the world, the digital nomads in your hometown, because they all left long ago because they knew that that was also not what they wanted. So I just thought that was really interesting and coincidental because I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Um... You know, I think I have one, maybe two good friends who are abroad, but other than that, all of my friends are in the same province, 
that we all grew up in and I mean that's great and that's awesome like if they're content with it that was the life that I thought I always wanted my dream was to work downtown Toronto which was like two hours away from my hometown so that was pretty far and work the corporate lifestyle and like that was the dream throughout all of university and then I kind of lived that not even in Toronto but I just kind of lived that office life for like a year and a half and I was like I need to not do this for the rest of my life uh so that was when I kind of started to seek other ways that I could live alternatively and then teaching English was of course one of the easiest things to do being from a country like Canada so that was what I set out to do pretty much immediately I feel like from what I can remember um, I just knew that I didn't want to you know be in that kind of I call it a somewhat mundane life for other people like that's what they want and they're happy with which is totally fine um but for me I just knew I wasn't gonna be happy you know even for the next year and now I'm in China and I kind of have some new goals that I'm reaching towards um so yeah I feel like it's just kind of always good to strive for more if you feel like you want more in life then you definitely are not where you want to be or not where you should be so um yeah, I think just to preface with that, that I, I knew I wasn't like meant for the typical normal hometown life. So I kind of sought something else. And it's interesting that, you know, through this digital age and Instagram, you can meet with and connect and just get to know about all these people who felt the same way and feel the same way as you do and without the internet and without all these crazy apps we would have no way of you know knowing that digital nomads or teaching English abroad or whatever you're into is even a thing so kind of crazy um okay so let's get into some of the lessons that I have learned from spending a large portion of my young adult young adult adult life in China so I think the first thing when I moved to China I was pretty um I mean I was 23 so I'd say I was pretty not independent but just from traveling around China and Asia um not really I haven't traveled too much alone to be honest but even with friends I realized that you know, it's not as scary as it seems on paper when you're actually in the moment and living. You figure these things out because you literally have to. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I definitely have some interesting, crazy stories of that. But um, you, you just don't have another choice. So, you know, you don't have Wi-Fi or data. You figure it out. You don't know where your hotel is and you're walking down the dark alley streets at night. Like, you figure it out, you know, you are forcing yourself into situations where you're figuring it out or you know what is to come so you plan ahead for it which I feel like is kind of when you're a bit more seasoned you can kind of look into the future and know what's going to happen because you have traveled for longer um but that all just comes with experience so I think I really gained the confidence to do things on my own you know I've traveled with friends a lot but if I wanted to go on a solo trip like I would not hesitate I would not be worried at all and I would know the safe places to go and the not safe places to go and I would know people who I could talk to who've been there even people that I don't personally know just in other traveling groups I could reach out to you know like you kind of have the resources so 
I think that was definitely a big thing that I learned to be independent and do things on my own. Even if I didn't learn through doing them on my own and traveling solo, I'm confident that I could do that now and I can do that now. Um, So I just kind of have, you know, all the skills that I need to survive in any situation. Um, So another thing that I learned, and not only through being across the world, but also definitely learned from 2020 is to appreciate your friends and family because you don't know when you will be able to see them next. (laughs) 2020, I'm looking at you here. So yeah, you know, I think a lot of us, um, pretty much all of us as expats here in China, we always expect, you know, summer, we know we get like two months off, we go home or we go home and travel. Winter, we get a little bit less time off, maybe about a month off. Um, So usually we don't go home, but some people do. And you just know that you'll be able to go home once to twice a year, at least with the breaks that we get in China. Um, But COVID definitely turned things on its head for that. And now none of us are trying to leave China because it's definitely the safest place right now. So it really just makes you appreciate friends and family when you can see them, even if that is virtually. And I think it's almost kind of good in a way, especially for us expats, because I definitely before 2020, um, calling my friends and family, it was especially friends it was always kind of a, okay, let's schedule a FaceTime, what works for you? Like, you know, it was just kind of a hassle because they weren't ever FaceTiming anyone else because they would just see them in person. You're like the only friend that they're FaceTiming. But now it's totally normal for them to be FaceTiming me when I'm halfway across the world. I could be in my kitchen and we would still be FaceTiming. You know, my kitchen at home and we would still be FaceTiming. And I think just for them almost, um, like FaceTime and video calls became more normal. For me, it was kind of always normal because that was the only way I could keep in touch with people back home. But for them, I was the only one that they would be reaching out to on video call. But now they reach out to everyone on video call. So I think that was kind of a cool thing for us expats. (laughs) That video call is a bit more normalized for everyone in 2020 and I'm sure going forward. Um, But definitely you learn to appreciate your friends and your family when you can see them and when you can talk to them because now who knows when that will be um and another huge one that 2020 has taught me and also just living in china because china oh my gosh like nothing works from a to b to c it's like c to a to c to b back to a and then you might be done or you might have to go back later you know (laughs) like it's just all over the place and it's just like we're like you could streamline this so much like but China just does not operate that way so I have really learned I'm a huge planner and organizer at heart um but China has taught me that you never know what's going to happen and I mean 2020 has also definitely taught me this but I feel like kind of China did more so in a way to be honest just because of the chaos that a lot of things you experience here can be um so you really just learn to appreciate what you have and you don't know what comes next so I just have tried to honestly stop making plans or when I do make plans because I am a planner at heart if they change or something goes wrong then you just have to go with the flow you know um I was booking or looking talking to some friends looking to book some travel for Chinese New Year today Chinese New Year is in about a month three weeks um 
So, you know, my friend was like, oh, we should go to this city. And I was like, oh, this city sucks. I've been there. <laughs> but I I said like, oh, yeah, maybe. And then I'm like, you know what? If we end up going, it'll be fun. We'll be with friends, whatever. If it sucks, it's not a huge deal. You know, I'm sure we'll be able to find something fun. It's just kind of going with the flow, which I feel like can sometimes be difficult for planners and type A people like myself. But um yeah I think 2020 COVID but definitely I think China just taught me that lesson and it's kind of something that I have ingrained in myself slowly over the last I guess three and a half maybe four years in China so um yeah really just trying to stop planning you know you can only do so much I feel like whenever and I've said this for the last I feel like 10 10 11 months whenever I try to make a plan I know that that plan is not going to go out as planned. Just because I made the plan, it's not going to happen that way. So (laughs) I just try to avoid plans. You know, I'll do like loosely whatever happens, happens, and then just kind of go from there. Um, So another thing for spending, you know, a large majority of my 20s in China that I'm so, so grateful for, and this is a super obvious one, but is the ability to travel. And this kind of goes hand in hand with what I was talking about um, when I started the podcast about not wanting a quote unquote normal, mundane, traditional life back in my hometown, home country, whatnot. Um, So I'm definitely very grateful for all the travel I got to do in my 20s. Um, From my counting, I've been to 29 different countries. I've lived in three countries each on three different continents, although I guess one was during university, so maybe that doesn't count as my 20s. I'm not too sure. Maybe very early 20s, but still, I am very grateful for all the travel that I got to do and that I know a lot of my friends back home who who just have a more traditional life, which is totally fine. A lot of them are always like, oh, I want to travel. I want to go here. I want to go there. But I actually really get to do it. And it always kind of confuses me. And I don't really understand the logic of why... I don't I guess I can understand it in some aspects but why they say like I want to travel so bad like it's all I want to do when I have like time off and I'm like well then why aren't you living a lifestyle if you really actually wanted to travel that bad you would find a way to change your lifestyle so that you are not you know only getting two or three weeks off a year so I just feel like it's kind of I don't know the right word like an empty promise an empty an empty thing, an empty sentence, an empty saying, I'm not too sure, that you're saying to yourself because you're saying, oh, I want to travel and I love it and I want to be a world traveler, but then you're not actually doing anything to make it happen because you're just, you know, working a normal job where you get like two or three weeks off a year. So you're not actually, you don't really want it bad enough. You're not putting any action behind what you're saying, I guess, is what I'm saying. So when people... You know, I never mention it, bring it up, but when people back home kind of say that, I want to travel so much and I like, I just want to be a world traveler and travel with my time off. And I'm like, well, clearly you don't want it that bad because then you would have moved to China and got three months off a year. And now I'm kind of trying to work on something where I can get, you know, 12 months off a year and just travel and not have to worry about being in one place for a job, Um, you know, but always just striving for more to better my life because 
that's the lifestyle that I want. So I think that's maybe just one thing that like boggles my mind a bit. Um, but I am very grateful to have traveled so much in my 20s and I'm very almost grateful to myself I guess for making this opportunity happen because no one was going to make this happen for me not like it's difficult you know if you're a native speaker of English then you also can do it you can do it like you do have to get a TEFL you have to have a university degree um it definitely costs some money especially now with COVID and quarantine to get over here and it's not an easy process I know so many teachers personally and not personally who within their first week and a half in China went back home they just couldn't do it it's not an easy process but you kind of have to just go in with an open mind and be open to whatever happens happens and for me when I came to China I was just like worst case scenario absolute worst case scenario I go home you know I'm like okay cool it was a fun experiment didn't work out for me I'll go home like that is the worst thing that could possibly happen which is not bad at all so yeah, that was just kind of the risk that I wanted to take. But I also knew I didn't want to live that like traditional and kind of mundane life. So I knew I had to make a change. And I'm very glad I did. I'm still here, you know, four years later. I'm that crazy person who never actually got a real job at home, an office job, and just <laughs> continued to teach in China, which most people only do for one year. But here I am on year four. Anyways, a little rant. <laughs> um, so... I really, one more thing that I just wanted to touch upon was that being home for COVID, I was stuck in Canada in 2020 for about nine months, I believe. I couldn't come back into China and then I finally was able to get another visa and my school brought me back. Um, so it was definitely an interesting experience being at home, but as crazy and honestly kind of boring at home that it was, I'm super happy that I got stuck at home and I know it sounds crazy but I would not have it any other way I know it's easy to say here now that I'm like back in China and life is normal for me um it was definitely a difficult 10 months to go through at some points but I'm very glad it happened and I'm glad it happened because of the fact that I would not be the person that I am today right now if it hadn't happened. Before COVID happened, I was on a path of, I was actually studying to get my teaching license in Massachusetts, which would make me a certified teacher in China. You can make insane money, like 10K a month. It's insane in China if you're a certified teacher with some experience teaching in China. Um, so that was kind of the route that I was going down, but I know I'm not a teacher at heart. I never have been. I didn't even really like kids that much, honestly, coming to China. Um, but I knew that it was an option for me to come. So I took the opportunity, but yeah, I really just don't think that I would be, I would be here where I am today wanting more from life. If COVID hadn't have happened, I probably would have continued to study to be a teacher, continued to kind of lie to myself that I wanted to be a teacher, and um, probably would have moved to Beijing or Shanghai was my plan, make a bit more money there, live in a bigger city, and that probably would have been my life, honestly, maybe for a few years at least until I got bored, and then who knows what I would do, maybe go to a different country and teach there, but like teaching is just not something that I have ever, ever wanted to do. 
Um, so because of COVID, I really, my eyes just got opened up, I think, because everything went online and there were so many different seminars and conferences just like for free that I attended and I got really into the life of digital nomads and how you can work online, but do it from anywhere in the world. You're not just you know, chained down to China because your job is there or to one specific country because that's where your workplace is. So I got really interested in that during COVID and then also a lot of personal development and mindset and, you know, like the law of attraction and just like all of the recipes for success, I feel like that you need to to get the lifestyle that you want you know I wanted to leave Canada so I did through teaching English but now that I'm here I don't want to be a teacher at heart I know that there's more to life than just being a teacher for me I don't think I could do this for the next you know 20 years as fun as it might be to be living in China and meeting new people but you know I, I want something else I've been doing this for four years so it's kind of time now So had COVID not happened and had I not been stuck at home, I don't think I would have found those resources for kind of shifting my career to be online and people meeting people and connecting with people online who are doing it and have been doing it for like years, some of them almost a decade, which is so crazy. And um, I wouldn't have found, you know, the personal development resources to make it possible for me to think that these things online can work so i think at the end of the day i'm i don't think i know at the end of the day i'm very grateful for COVID happening just for those reasons alone you know as much as it was maybe sometimes boring and at the beginning it was like pretty difficult to be stuck at home i'd be like drinking with my friends in the garage like i just wish we were out at the bar in china But eventually, I feel like being at home and like not really doing much became the new normal for me after a few months. And I was just used to it. And it was just a normal day for me. So um, yeah, I kind of, you know, was forced to find new hobbies and new things that interest me. And I actually now really love online courses. I bought like, it's called the online business bundle. I bought a couple months back and it was $200 for like over a hundred different online courses in this bundle. It was a crazy deal. I learned of a lot of awesome content creators from that and digital nomads and just like a bunch of different awesome people and resources. So I love online courses actually. And a year ago, me saying this, I would have been like, I don't know who that person is. Online courses, like education is not my thing. And traditional education in like universities being talked at is not my thing. But there's so many different kinds of learning. And these online courses really just taught me that and taught me that there's so much more to learning than just sitting in a lecture hall. So yeah, I can definitely say I'm... I'm very happy now that I'm here back in China and knowing what I know, I'm very happy that everything worked out the way it did. Not just because of COVID, but just in my life in general. I'm here in China. I was in China, then I was home. Now I'm back in China, but now I'm trying to go somewhere else and do something else with my life. And, you know, it's just always a constant journey. And so I think wrapping up 2020 and me entering my, I guess, late 20s, um... Yeah, just some lessons I'm very grateful to have learned. Some the easy way, some the hard way, some the fun way. You know, 
Um, but I don't think I would have learned them had I not come to China and gone through all of the crazy experiences that I have gone through since being here. So thank you for listening to this until the end. I hope that there is some interesting knowledge in there for you to think about. Think about what you actually really want out of your life. Don't just go through the motions. And if you know you want something, actually strive to achieve it and to make it happen for yourself because no one else is going to make it happen for you. No one else cares that much to do all the work for you. You are the only person who cares the most about yourself to make stuff happen for you. So thank you for listening to this. Next week, I'm going to have a very, very exciting guest on the podcast. I'm really excited for this episode. I think it's going to be, it is definitely going to be very informative if you are thinking about moving abroad or thinking about teaching abroad um, and getting not just my perspective, getting different people's perspectives on what that looks like for them when I made the decision to move abroad. So I'm extremely excited for that episode and please check back next week. That'll be Um, around the 1st of January 2021 to kick off the year with some info bombs for you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Once again, find me on Instagram at nomadneeks if you want to message me about any questions you have or DM me. I have some really exciting content coming soon actually about teaching in China and some awesome resources if you're interested in coming to China and teaching in China that I wish I definitely had have known before I came to China. So I'll keep you posted on that as it comes along and stay tuned for next week's episode and have a great rest of 2020. I'll see you in 2021.